my name is Andrew and welcome to the 6th episode of the Iron Man Fan Podcast. Now, this show is going to be devoted at looking at the 27th issue of the Invincible Iron Man. We're not going to do any news or anything and we're going to get straight into it. Okay, so... Issue 26 of the Invincible Iron Man, the uh, Mr. Fraction's slightly controversial Iron Man run, within the fan community at least. Um, the last two issues, you know, they were the first, the first issues in Iron Man's heroic age. You know, all the Marvel comics are getting, uh, they're starting this new brighter, happier age after about four years of civil war and siege and dark reign, all these dark times. Apparently Marvel's trying to make make their universe a happier place. So uh, these are the new golden times for the Marvel characters. And uh, Invincible Iron Man issue 26 kind of signified the beginning of the golden age for Iron Man. And the last two issues weren't met with the biggest en- enthusiasm from fans for a number of reasons. The storyline uh, didn't look like it was going to a lot of places. There was a lot of setup and build up, and uh, you know things. Uh, we got this brand new suit, which is now ingrained in Tony's skeleton, but you know we haven't seen it do anything. And now we have issue twenty-seven, in which unfortunately follows the same path. Uh, a lot more build up, not a lot of action really. Uh, I'm beginning to become quite disappointed in the in, in these issues. But let's run through the general review. I'm going to do a quick synopsis, then talk about the story, talk about the art, and then overall opinion and rating on this issue. So by the way, I hope you've read the uh, the issue because there are going to be spoilers. So um, I've got the issue here in front of me as always. Uh, it starts off in a cafe, Tony is talking to Tony is talking to Pepper, and Pepper basically wants to have the uh, the reactor, the arc, uh, put back into her chest so she can become uh, rescue again. Tony is quite reluctant to put that thing back in for for a number of for a number of reasons. Uh, then we get through that. Then Tony uh, meets someone called uh, Miss uh, Ab. Protagonist, I'm horrible with names. So she looks like another one of those former Stark industry workers. Through a bunch of other dialogue, he recruits her. After he recruits her, uh, we we get cut to Tokyo, where some terrorists are um, causing trouble in the underground. Uh, very uh, stereotypical kind of thing there. And Detroit Steel turns up to kill the terrorists and save the day. Uh, along then the two hammer women come in and publicity and TV cameras everything there then uh, next scene is Pepper gets under the operating table and the operation starts to put the reactor back into her, back into her chest and um, then t- we see Tony and Rhodey in uh, kind of getting ready to fly out to Tokyo and then it cuts to a US general uh, talking to the two Hamill women uh, and, uh, you know, beginning getting a military contract with them for Detroit Steel. And then the issue ends with Tony and War Machine flying off to Tokyo to check out what's happening. Next stop Tokyo, says Tony in the, in, in the very last uh, 
panel. It's, <laughs> if you notice by my voice, there isn't, there really isn't a lot of enthusiasm because, again, this issue is it's, it's uh, the third issue with a lot of build-up, but not. We haven't really had any action, and after all, this is this is a Marvel comic book. You know, this is about action. This is about. Uh, you know, adventure, and, you know, we're halfway through, I think it's, yeah, I think we're halfway through the the actual series, and still nothing's going on, there's too too much build-up, build the pacing just seems uh, slightly bit off, for me at least, maybe because we had so much action in the last couple of years of Marvel that they're trying to bring things back, back down, but, you know, we've had this new suit, you know, slightly controversial as well, you know, the notion of Iron Man as in a man in in, in a suit has really gone out of the window now. You know, it's it's ingrained within his bones, uh, which is another discussion on its own. And you know, it's we've seen it for just a couple couple of panels here and there on every single comic book. We see it here at the very end as Tony and. Um, and Rhodey fly off, but that's about it. We haven't seen it in action. I mean, I remember when the Extremist was first introduced. Uh, it wasn't introduced until about I think fourth issue of of the run, and then after it got introduced, there you know we had action. You know we saw the suit being used in. You know the issue got introduced. He started. You know he started uh, kicking ass. He started just. You know uh, it, it was used well by by the writers here. It's just full of dialogue, full of, and I can understand how it would put a lot of, a lot of fans off. Um, but on the other hand, I can under, I can kind of understand they're trying to build up this, uh, you know, new age for Iron Man, introduce these new characters. I guess that's going to help him. He's he was building up his company, but I think they're throwing too much at, uh, at uh, the Invincible Iron Man at the same time. You know. He's, you know, he doesn't have his memory. He's lost. He's got a brand new suit. He doesn't have. A, he needs to build up his company. Too many things are happening at the same time, and they're not really dealing well without them. You know, we're not. We're not seeing uh, him. Uh, we're seeing him build up the company very slowly. It's. It, it's more focusing on you know Tony Stark's adventures now. You know, it's the not so invincible Tony Stark instead of the invincible Iron Man. So you know. Again, I've been saying this every time I've been reviewing the last two issues. Next issue looks hopeful. You know, if we look at the last page, of course, at the next issue page, we see Iron Man and we see uh, behind him Detroit Steel and what looks like he's got a lot of bullet holes um, uh, on him. So maybe we will finally see battle and I can only hope we will see battle. So, uh, again... I'm hoping for, I'm ho hoping for the next issue. Um, uh, that's so that, that's pretty much you know all you can you can say say uh, story wise. You know more more progressions. Uh, you know again, it's interesting how you know the two Hammer women they they have taken the military uh, contracts from Tony and they're now the main military contractors that kind of stuff. But really, not a lot of uh, not a lot of exciting stuff happening here. Um, artwork. Let's talk about the artwork. Um, I'm starting to like this artwork less and less. This is a very, very negative episode because I'm, I was really disappointed with this issue. Um, this is what interests me. Um, uh, 
The extremist run started in, I think, about five years ago, yes. And, you know, I was watching very many interviews and even on the Iron Man 1 special edition DVD, they talk about the extremists in terms of inspiration-wise. And, uh, you know, they rebooted the comic book in terms of Tony was... They, they made him uh, young. Yeah, they were saying that he's in his mid to late 20s. You know, so he was still young, uh, still full of energy and that kind of stuff. As I look at the art here of Tony, and it's... Um, he looks like an old man. That's the only way I can really describe it. The first couple of pages where he's talking to, uh, to Pepper over lunch... Um, his hair seems to be getting greyer and greyer every issue. Like, uh, last uh, issue 25, it, I thought it was kind of like the lighting, and then issue 26, it got more. And now, you know, a lot of his hair, uh, you know, it's it's mostly a grey tone, and you can see that. And that kind of... Has, has he really aged that much? You know, he, he's starting to look like he, he's in his 40s and 50s, and even, you know, comic book timelines aren't the simplest to understand, but even if we go by a standard time, you know, let's say, you know, extremists happened five years ago, and he was 28, you know, if we fast forward to, uh, five years, he's going to be 33, um, uh, you know, he really doesn't look like he's 33, he looks more like he's 45, 50, that kind of stuff, so they're really, and to me, he really doesn't look like Tony, um, uh, is it the, I, I don't know whether it's the face or something, so not really. And overall, the artwork, uh, just, just looking through the artwork here, it's, uh, especially, especially in Japan, the big crowd scenes, that kind of stuff, really not as... Mm, it's really not on par with something like some of the ongoing Iron Man series, like uh, uh, Legacy, which uh, I reviewed a couple of shows back, or even... Um, Iron Man War, which uh, I reviewed issue one and two last uh, last episode, you know that has very good artwork. This it just it just doesn't have the detail. There's just I can't really pinpoint what what's wrong with it, but really not uh, not over, overly into the artwork. Last couple of pages, you know, we see Rhodey again, and uh, we see Rhodey and Tony. Uh, Rhodey's armor looks to me so much like. Um, the Iron Man 2 armor, and th this is something I've been saying, you know, because at the back of at the back of the actual comic book, there's an advert for uh, Iron Man 2, the video game. And if we look, you know, if we look at both the um, the new Iron Man armor and uh, Rhodey's armor, and it's it's the penultimate page when they're standing there, uh, you know, Rhodey saying Reishu and Tony saying that's what I'm talking about. And if we just look at the um, uh, the actual advert on uh, two pages uh, away from that, someone who's not an Iron Man fan will think those are exactly the same two suits. Uh, you know, Rhodey's suit, uh, the War Machine suit, looks uh, exactly identical. They even have the cannon on the, on the same side and the rockets and that kind of stuff. Bits here and there uh, are, are slightly different. And with Tony, the helmet, at least the helmet looks almost identical, except the eyes are slightly bigger they're in a slightly different angle, but uh, apart from that, the actual the actual suit, you know, it's it's meant to be kind of more skin absorbent. But over the last couple of issues, it's it started becoming bigger and bigger, and not really as form fitting as originally it was led. You know, it was like the skin armor. Um, it just it's starting to look like a standard Iron Man armor now. So 
we, we, you know, I can definitely see what they're doing. They're trying to, you know, kind of create a parallel between the movie and the comic books in order to to attract the new fans. So the new fans don't really get too, um, uh, don't ask too many questions and that kind of stuff. So you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, um, I have don't have anything against that. You know, it's uh, uh, against the armor. I'm just, it's just an observation, if you will, about the artwork. So. Um, uh, that's you know that that's that's all I can say about the art. An interesting thing is these couple of issues definitely have a lot of uh, Apple product placements. I'm a big Apple fan, so it's it's nice to see it. For example, uh, the woman that Tony recruits, I forget her name. She's using or you know on one of the uh, you, you see her using an iPad, and it's obviously an iPad because you can see the Apple logo there. So she's using an iPad, and we've had a and then you see Tony and Rhodey looking at the. Um, uh, the uh, the Tokyo what's happening in Tokyo with an iPhone, which really you know makes no sense. If Extremist 2.0 is meant, you know, it's it, if it's like Extremist, then he can wire into the uh, the world technology and that kind of stuff. Maybe they're just doing it to you know so the listen so the readers can see uh, those kinds of things. Um, my favorite moment, uh, you know, artwork-wise in the comic book has to be, I think it's about halfway through when when we first see Tokyo, and uh, they're doing an homage to a picture called Fat Wolverine. If just just type in Fat Wolverine on the on the online, and uh, it's it's basically a picture of this fat guy at Comic Con or uh, you know uh, cosplaying as Wolver as Wolverine, and then they they've kind of drawn drawn him here uh, in there so it's kind of kind of like a tribute very you know very off-putting does it you know it looks like they just uh, you know cut and pasted him in there into the crowds uh, it's quite weird as well but you know it's uh, just a bit of humor here here and there so I mean I think that will do this this issue I'm sorry if this isn't hasn't been the most enthusiastic or interesting Iron Man fan podcast but it's it's the issue, guys. Really is. Um, overall, out of ten, I'm gonna have to give this issue probably four or five. Really, really not not that high up in you know in the ratings. I say this every time. Hopefully, issue twenty eight will be better. Judging by the cover, hopefully it will be better. We're gonna see some action, some more development. Uh, until then, we just have to wait. On the next episode, I'm going to be looking at um, Iron Man Noir, uh, issue 3. And then hopefully after that, I'm going to be having a look at Iron Man Legacy, issue 3 as well. So, And then from then on, we're going to... Uh, by that time, probably Iron Man, uh, Invincible Iron Man 28 is going to come out. So, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I apologize for the lack of enthusiasm. Uh, if uh, if you would like to share your thoughts about this issue with me, I would really appreciate them and I would read them out on the show. Uh, please email me at iamfanpod at live.com. That's I-M-F-A-N-P-O-D at live.com. Um, also, if you want to be on the show, I'd love to talk to someone about Iron Man. Just add me as uh, iamfanpod. Uh, on Skype, just just look that up and you'll find me, uh, Andrew Blythe. So thank you very much for listening, guys, and I will see you next time.